Hey, thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. Here at Velocity, we love listening about how lives are changed through our church. So if that's you, please contact us at amen at findvelocity.org. Enjoy today's message. So we are going to look at the life of Esther today. Now, Esther is, is one of my favorite books in the Bible. If you've never read it, um, it's really easy to read. You can do it in about 20 minutes. And I suggest that you do it because there's great things to be found in it. But because I'm your friend and because we don't have a lot of time today, I'm just going to cap, recap the, the important things for you that happened in Esther. So Esther was a young orphaned girl who was being raised by her cousin Mordecai. Now, Esther and her family, they were Jews, and they were living in exile in in Persia. And the king of the Persian Empire was in need of a new queen. And so he set out, or he sent out uh, some agents from all the provinces, and he said, hey, go find me the most beautiful women in all the land and bring them back to me, and I'll choose my queen. Now, if you read between the lines like I do, this is basically the Bible's version of The Bachelor. It really is. Good things happen in the Bible. Well, Esther's beauty and her poise caught the attention of this committee that was out searching. And so she was, she was brought in, and she prepared for one year to meet the king. And when it was finally her turn to meet the king, she is the one that, fell, um, that the king fell madly in love with. And so Esther became queen. Well, a short time later, a corrupt member of uh, the king's uh, cabinet named Haman decided that it was time to to kill off the Jews that were living in Persia. And if you remember, as I mentioned, Esther and her family were those very people. Now that I've given you some some backstory about this, um, we're going to pick up in chapter 4, verse 14, where Mordecai goes to Esther, and this is what he says to her. He says, For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. I'm going to focus on that last part of the verse. It says, and who knows but you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Well, the title of my message this morning is Timing is Everything. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for this day. God, we just ask that you do what you do every week, and that's meet us where we're at and open our hearts and our ears to hear from you. We thank you for it, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Well, as a a mom, I I spend a lot of my day feeling like I'm the keeper of the clock. Can any moms out there relate to that? I use this phrase throughout the day. It's time. This is is how it goes in my house. I, I get up, and I say, it's time to get up. It's time to eat breakfast. It's time to brush your teeth. It's time to get dressed. It's time to put your shoes on. It's time to go. And that's just what I have to say to my husband, Justin, in the morning. I'm just kidding. I do not have to tell him to brush his teeth because he has great dental hygiene. But all day, I'm telling somebody that it's time for something. And time is a funny thing because as a mom, I feel like I I live in two worlds of time. You know, there's time that, that stands still. You know, when you have newborn through like age three, four, Time stands still. It doesn't seem like you're ever going to get out of that phase. And, and people, you know, they come up to you and they say, oh, enjoy this time because it's the best time and you'll never get it back. And really you're thinking, like, I know that. But right now, it could move a little bit faster because I have developed crazy eyes and this is just not normal. But then something wonderful happens and these kids start getting older. 
and depending on their ages, they, they go to school from anywhere from three to eight hours, and it's like a chorus of angels is singing hallelujah, and you can sit down and have a whole thought, and your crazy eyes go away. And just when you get into the flow of them being in school, summer break comes. And why is it that the school year goes so quickly and summer lasts forever? I don't know, but time is a funny thing. Well, whether you feel like time is moving quickly for you or it's at a standstill, we all feel something about time. And that brings me to my first idea for you this morning, and it's this. It's your time. We can't do anything about the past. We don't get a, a redo for history. But there's a lot we can do to influence our legacy. You're currently living in the space of time that's your time. Last week, my husband said that Moses, at the young age of 80, just started to be used by God. And you know what that tells me? That it's never too late. I'm never too old to be used by God. And for those of you who are here today that, that are in your golden years, I want you to know that your time's not over. If it weren't your time, you wouldn't be alive. If you were a young person here, it's, it's, it's your time. You don't need to wait for your time to come. You're currently living in your time. Your time started when you started. And too many times, people live their lives as if they're, they're waiting. They, they live their whole life as if their real life will start as soon as they decide it will start. You know, when we're younger, we say things like, oh, well, when I'm an adult. And then we say, well, when I find, find someone, when I get married, when, when we have a house, when we have the kids, whatever, we push off what we can do today because we think we have to have everything else established first before we can start being used by God. We can't live our lives in this state of always being on hold. While we're trying to decide what we want to be and, and what we want to do, and, and once all the stars align, then we'll be ready for life to start. No, it's our time right now. One of the, the biggest annoyances I have in life is, is when I feel like I'm wasting time. Nothing is more frustrating to me. Does anyone else feel that way, that wasting time is frustrating? That's why when I get up in the morning, I have a running list of, of what I need to accomplish, and I put everything in its, its neat little bucket, and it really frustrates me when I have to work with people, like my husband, who aren't so, you know, driven by time. Because I go to bed at the end of the day, and I want to check off what I accomplished. And when I feel like, ugh, like I got nothing done today, that is a waste of time for me. I hate the thought of wasting time, because every day that I have is a gift from God. We're not promised a tomorrow, and I hate the thought that I would waste one single moment because my life is a gift from God, and what I do with my life is my gift back to God. My time is now. My life started when I started. So we need to realize that now is our time, and here's the second idea that I have for you this morning, and it's this. Take your turn. Have you heard the phrase, a window of opportunity? Well, today, let's think of this statement like this, that the window is time and the opportunity is turn. So you could say that every turn has a time and every opportunity has a window. How many of you know that opportunities that come our way, they have a season, they have a, a time? The window doesn't stay open for every opportunity in our life. And throughout the whole story of Esther, we see that she had to take her turn. 
In chapter 2, verse 15, it says that it was her turn to go to the king. But before it was her turn to go to the king, it was her turn to wait and prepare for one year. And after it was her turn to meet the king, it, she had a turn to persuade the king. And in every person's time, there are turns. And what you do with your turn determines the, and affects what will happen in your life. So it's easy to get ahead of, of your turn. <clears throat> when our first son, Reese, was born, I had all these great ideas of what being a mom would be like. You know, all I ever wanted in life was to be a mom, and so I was thrilled when he was born. And it was great for the first 30 hours. And then something happened, and he started crying, no, screaming. And he did not stop for weeks. He made it clear that it was my turn to be tired. And in those weeks when I had to hold him and he just wouldn't stop crying, I was thinking like, when he starts sleeping, this will be better. And then he started doing that and I kept thinking ahead. When he starts, when he starts moving, when he, when he starts eating things, then he'll be happier. When he can talk, then when he can tell me what he needs, that's a first time mom mistake. When your child can start talking, it'll be easier. No, it won't. It will be a lot harder for you. But I did this constantly in those first few years of Reese's life. I wasn't taking time to enjoy the stage that he was in because I was always looking to the next. I thought when he can whatever, then I can whatever. But the truth is all I was doing was wishing away his life. I wasn't taking the time to enjoy the, the moments that we are in right now. And I was missing out on all the great things of the now because I was focused on the when. We need to be less worried about what it will be our turn to do tomorrow and more focused on what it is our turn to do today. So what is it your turn to do today? Well, for some of you, it's your turn to be a parent. It's your turn to decide what kind of parent you're gonna be. You had a parent and now you're the parent. It's your turn to decide what are you gonna teach your children? What are you gonna model to your children? Maybe it's your turn to, to be a teenager right now or a young adult. And it's not easy being in that age bracket. You know, you, you have to navigate living in this realm of wanting independence but still being dependent on your parents. You have to figure life out. It's your turn to do that. And it's not your turn to be an adult yet, but it's your turn to be a teenager. For some of you, maybe it's your turn to feel brokenness or betrayal or an offense to see how you handle it. Do you walk around and, and feel sorry for yourself? Do you tell anyone who looks like they'll listen what has happened to you? Do you complain? Do you have a bad attitude? Or do you take your cares to God and let him help you? For some of you, it's your turn to, to study a specific career path. It's not your turn to, to do the job. It's not your turn to teach the class or to run, your, to run the company. It's your turn to prepare. Esther waited in a place, and she wasn't just waiting, but she was preparing for a year for her turn to meet the king. And when you're in your turn to prepare, you can view it like you're standing in a line. I mean, we've all been there, like you're at a restaurant, like, ugh, when's it my turn for a table? When is it going to be my turn? Or you can look at the line like it's your turn to stand in line. Ephesians 5.16 says, Make the most of every opportunity. As long as you live, 
it will always be your turn for something specific, something significant. There's something of value in the season that you are in right now. Changing diapers is significant. Packing lunches, doing laundry, helping with homework, those are all significant things. Being present for your children to help shape their character, that's significant work. It may not feel like it. You may not see fruit from what you're doing. But showing up for a job that you maybe don't like with a good attitude and being faithful to do what's asked of you, that's significant. Your life is too valuable for you to live in a place of confusion or uncertainty. Your life matters too much. It has too much potential for you to live without a sense of purpose today. I don't know what it's your turn to do right now, but I can tell you that every turn impacts the destiny. And here's something that I love about grace. God's grace in your life is that if you mess up, if you make a wrong turn, he has a way of not just bringing you back, but allowing you to come back. And if you've missed your turn, he goes to where you are, he meets you, and he brings you to where you need to be. And so maybe today, today this is your turn to listen to what's being said so that God can bring you back and get you on the right track today. Today it's your time, it's your turn, and that brings me to my third and final thought this morning, and that's this, that you need to seize your potential. Potential is what is not yet, but can be. We're all full of potential, and we all have untapped potential within us. One of the things that I love most about my husband and think that makes him such a great pastor is he sees potential in all of you. He sees more of it in you than you even see in yourself. And he not only sees it, but he pulls it out of you. You could ask anyone on the staff. You could look at me, because when this church started, I told him, I'm backstage. I'm not doing anything up front. And six years later, this is where we're at. He pulls out potential in you. When I think of potential, I, I like to think of an apple. You know, if you held an apple, you'd be holding one good snack. But in that apple, there's more than just one snack. It, it has the potential to be a tree. And not just a tree, but a whole orchard of trees. Moms today, you might be feeling worn out. You might feel tired. Maybe you're exhausted. Maybe, maybe you're overwhelmed with the work that it takes to be a mom. And any one of us in this room can be feeling those today. And maybe we feel like we're running on empty or that there's nothing else to give. But I want to tell you that today, if you are here, if you are alive, if you are breathing, there is untapped potential inside of you. And maybe you feel like you're hitting the lid of what you can do, but God wants to remove that lid out of your life. And it begins when you boldly declare and make up your mind that God's not finished with you yet. And I don't believe that you can pull potential out of yourself. You have to be around the right people. You can't hang out with a person that has no goals or ambitions in life. You have to get to be around people that challenge you and push you. And, and I'm sorry if this offends you, but you have to be around people that can call you out on things. You have to give permission to people to speak into your life and to be willing to receive that. That's why it's so important to be in church. You have to get in God's word and speak life into your situation. That's why we gave you these cards today. These have 12 
uh, scripture verse confessions that you can just speak over yourself, one for every hour of the day, because I don't know about you, but sometimes I need to remind myself that I can do this because God chose me and he called me, that I don't have to have fears because I'm filled with his radiant joy. There's untapped potential in my life today. And here's something I want you to know about potential. It's not something you decide, but it's something you discover. That's exactly why we offer Growth Track here at Velocity. It's just designed for you to discover the gifts that God has put in you and put you in a place where you can grow and use those gifts to make a difference. God is the source of your potential. He saw you and he approved of you before you were born. Psalms 139, 13 through 16 says, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. So if he's our source, and he's the one that created us, he knows everything about us, we can stop comparing ourselves to others. We, can, we don't need to be so concerned with what this person has or what this person does or why they always seem to get the breaks, and we can just realize that we were made the way that we are. We don't have to be a Pinterest mom. We can just be the mom that we're made to be. The God, the God of all creation created me just the way I am, and I'm created in his image. And even though I make mistakes and I do things wrong, God's not done with me yet. There's more in me that can be pulled out. God can use anyone, but don't assume that he uses them before they are ready to be used. There's a process that you have to go through. You have to cultivate your potential. You could say Esther was preparing for a year to meet the king. Or you could say she was being prepared her whole life to meet the king. Do you remember what I told you about Esther's story? She wasn't born into her royal position. She wasn't born with statu uh, status. She wasn't born a queen. No, before it was her turn to be a queen, it was her turn to be an orphan. It was her turn to believe that God was bigger than the circumstances that she was in. It was her turn to, to realize that she wasn't a part of the major population of Persia, that she was a slave, that she was a Jewish girl. And how do you handle that? It was her time to figure that out. Are you gonna be mad? Are you gonna go around with a chip on your shoulder? Are you gonna complain to everyone about your unfair situation? Not Esther. No, see, on her turn, she kept her poise. She walked out her turn in a way that kept her beauty and kept her attractiveness and her sense of purpose alive in her. Then it became her turn to, to go and be prepared to meet the king. Now it's your time. It's your turn, Esther, to be the queen. Now you have status. Now you have influence. But wait, you're still a Jewish girl. And not everyone knows about that. How is Esther handling this role? Well, we're about to find out because Mordecai leans into her ear and he says, now, now it's your turn not 
to be silent. It's your turn to speak up. And she could have said, no, no, no. If I talk, it will be my life. It was her turn to process and to decide, what are you going to do with today? What are you going to do in this moment? And Mordecai leans into her ear and he says, Esther, it's your time to speak up. He says, I know this, that if God can't use you, he'll use someone else. But who knows? Perhaps all the turns, perhaps this window called your life is all about these opportunities. And perhaps this, this right now is the very moment you were created for.